The Friday Reporter launched in March of 2021 as a conversation with today's journalists and has expanded to include newsmakers, lawmakers, image makers, and just about anybody who's in the news or the news adjacent business. The podcast is in partnership with PR Daily and is part of the Big Wig Podcast Network. If you like the show, please hit the subscribe button to make sure you've got ready access to the latest conversation. And if you've got an idea for a great guest, don't forget to send your ideas to Lisa at FridayReporter.com. Well, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Friday Reporter podcast. Today's episode is with a friend who's outside the Beltway. David Pollack is the host of the David Pollack Show, which airs Mondays live from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. on 94.9 FM and 9.50 a.m. in Orlando. But I'm going to let David tell us all about that. David, thanks so much for being my guest today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. And yeah, I guess I am outside the Beltway, but is there an outside the Beltway anymore? Not really, and no. I, and I tell you, I'm on the I-4 corridor here in Orlando, and so uh, we, we're, we're in the Beltway ourselves, uh, because every everybody who's elected to anything nationally uh, goes through Central Florida, Seminole County, where I'm located. So I'm outside the Beltway, but I'm sitting right on it. A time. different Beltway. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So many <laughs> yeah, of my... I, I, I have a radio show on 94.9 FM, 9.50 AM. I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's conservative talk radio on the answer Orlando, but I also do, I'm streaming on all the social media platforms. I got a podcast on all your podcasting platforms. And then of course I do Twitter spaces and we'll talk about that too. Awesome. Well, in the show notes, I'm going to make sure that our guests get to listen and, and follow and find you in all of those spaces so that they know how to connect and hear what you're talking about. But I'm curious to know how a guy who has a law degree who has been a political candidate in the past, finds himself now hosting a show. Will you talk to me a little bit about your background and how you got started? Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to give you the short version of a very, very long story. Fair enough. So since I was, I grew up in a Jewish family. And since I was about nine, uh, and and the reason why that's relevant, we always got together for the holidays. And if you've ever been around a Jewish family, uh, we argue everything, whether it be the Torah, whether it be what we're having for dinner, you know, what's better than something, how much you paid for something. We argue about everything. And so I was at a very young age, always arguing, not knowing I was arguing politics, but I would just argue things that I noticed in society. And, uh, you know, I wasn't in a very political household. I didn't know, you know, sure. my parents voted or anything like that. I didn't even know yeah. who the president was at the time. Um, <laughs> it was Reagan, by the way. But I, I would I'd be growing up and, you know, I'd have these arguments with, with my, my family about politics. And I always just really loved it. And as I got older, I kept having those political arguments, not knowing their political arguments. Until I got older and realized I had a real passion for politics. But, you know, I wanted to be in television and radio. I, I did radio in high school. I did television in college. I interned at CNN. I worked in media. That's awesome. But I had the fortunate luck of graduating in a recession. Couldn't really find a job doing what I was doing. I was PAing and waiting tables on the side, trying to make ends work. I said, forget it. When I was younger, my, my dad would drive us through these really nice neighborhoods in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I'd be like, dad, who gets to live here? And he'd be like, he's a blue collar guy. He'd be like, doctors and lawyers. Well, I didn't <laughs> like blood. So I always thought, okay, maybe I'll be a lawyer if all else fails so I can live in one of these fancy houses. Love it. Well, anyway, I go to law school, $130,000 later, I'm like, eh, I don't really love being a lawyer, but I have all these loans to pay off. 15 years goes by. Let's fast forward until my 40th birthday. My wife makes me one of these, this is your life videos that I asked her not to make. I'm watching This Is Your Life video. I have a nice family. We have a good living. A good, mm-hmm. Everything's good in life, right? But then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sad. And my wife's like, oh, is it emotional to see how fat? And I'm like, no. I said, I'm 40. 
And I, and when I was younger, I had all these plans. I, I was going to change the world. Right. And I have a good job and I'm certainly important to my family, but I wasn't making the difference that I thought I was going to make at that point in my life. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to make myself uncomfortable. I ran for office in 2020. I almost won. I learned a ton about running for office locally. Uh, I started working on other campaigns. I was fortunate enough to get asked to join a Corey Mills congressional campaign. We won. So that was great experience. But I also had this passion for, for media and being on radio. So I started writing articles and sending them to everybody and said, hey, if you like what I have to write, put me on your show so I can talk about it. I started hustling, hustling. Eventually, somebody let me fill in for their show and be like, hey, you're really good at this. I'm like, thanks. And um, through a, a few very fortunate relationships, I, I ended up with my own radio show. And you know, I wasn't going to take a moment for granted. And that's history. I love it. I love it. And like, that's kind of where we are. Like especially in our business. You've just described my life, I think. Um, I am, uh, I, I grew up in a, a half Catholic, half Jewish uh, neighborhood, so I know exactly what you're talking about, the arguing. I've heard at least several other comedians make the joke that like uh, Italians and Jews are uh, same administration, different division, right? I mean, the same kind of thing, always arguing over the table or what's for dinner at night. Um, and that's so true, but it also too is what drew me into being in politics myself as a young person and, and working in cam- on campaigns and then in in government. And, and I was telling you, but even before we started to record, it was like, how, what do I do to like sort of be visible at a time? And this, the show started during the, for at least in the, in the Northeast where we were in Washington DC area where I was home all the time, everything in our business, politics and, and otherwise is visibility, right? So you've just described exactly like, but good for you to be out there and hustling and make that happen. And now today you have this show and, and I have had um, so much respect for how much you've grown it and the kinds of like tactics you take to, to grow it and have more and more people listening. I want you to talk to me a little bit about the show itself and the kinds of tactics you use to, to draw people in and to make them more engaged and to, to listen and tune in. It's hard to, to get listeners. I mean, excuse me, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night is a time when people are sitting across the dinner table or they're hustling kids off to, uh, you know, carpool or, or sports or whatever it is that they're doing. It's kind of a tough time to grow an audience, but you've really exceeded every expectation that you probably had. Tell me about that, if you will. Well, I can't give you all of the insights. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Keep the secrets to yourself, but, but tell no, us I the mean, public stuff. Right. Fortunately, um, the time slot that I occupy at the radio station was held by a brilliant broadcaster named Carl Jackson. Um, he filled in for Larry Elder for about a year and a half when Larry Elder ran for gov- um, for, for governor of California. Mm. Um, he fills in for a lot of other hosts, but he was, you know, I saw what he did and I got, I was fortunate to sit in his spot when he moved up in the world. And now he's at the Salem podcast network. And, and, and mm-hmm. um, so I filled his shoes essentially on that time slot. And it follows one of the most, you know, the highest rated local programming. So I knew Occupying that slot, I'd get some carryover. And so that was kind of the strategic reason to take that. But the reality is, and and the radio people hate when I say this, but terrestrial radio, it's dying. Mm. Like when I, when my family wanted to listen to me on the radio, they literally had to buy a radio to set up in the house or they'd have to listen to like on iHeart or, you know, streaming on the, on the web through the, through the stations. And they're like, I'm like, we're having to go through so much digital kind of manipulation just to listen to the radio. Right. (laughs) But I've always loved something about there's something about having a microphone with no camera and in a dingy studio. I mean, there's just something about radio. I don't know what it is. It's like a record player. Just something sounds special in the radio where you're just connecting with the mind of a host. It's not appearance. It's, it's just 
you're talking yeah. and just having a conversation. So, so I loved radio. And so I knew that I needed to figure out a creative way to build an audience, knowing that terrestrial radio is not what it was. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate to get some early sponsors because they believed in what I was able to do. And I was able to deliver, deliver a good product. And my terrestrial audience is there. Sure. But what I'm able to do is take what people love about terrestrial radio, the sound, the energy, the time limitations, the commercial breaks, mm-hmm. and take that and, and intru- reintroduce it to a digital world that's filled with podcasts. Yeah. And because that's what people are used to seeing. I mean, everyone talks about Joe Rogan. I talk about Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was one of the best there ever was, the best there ever will be. Mm-hmm. Because he was able to entertain people, but talk about things that were relevant and talk about them from a different perspective than all the other people who talked about politics would take. I mean, you can turn on any, after him, everybody that fills his shoes, all they do is talk about the news with their own opinion. Yeah. He analyzed politics, sure, and, and but not from a political standpoint. He, anal- he analyzed it from what the practical people would think and what was really the bigger, I just love listening to Rush. You learn something from Rush. Mm-hmm. And somebody honored me with one of the best compliments ever. I used to always say when news would break or something would happen or when people were talking about something, I'd say, I'm going to wait to see what Rush has to say about it before I, I really give you my opinion. Interesting. Because I, his take would make me think differently than what I would then, you know, the knee-jerk reaction to sure. the way something was. And recently somebody said, you know, I tuned in your show because I'm watching the news and my show is only on a Monday. So the beginning of my show, I always recap everything that happened during the week. And somebody said to me the other day, they said, they said, you know, I listen to your show because I want to hear what you have to say about it. Hey, Which means I'm doing exactly what I that's do. That's right. Doing. Yeah. That's having a conversation that's different than what everybody else is doing. But at the same time, how to take that radio relationship and introduce it to a world where everybody's on podcast. Yeah. And if I just started a podcast, which I could have done, I'd have to market it incredibly and I'd still would be in a very crowded space. And so I brought something that was authentic, something that was classic, something that people already trusted and I was able to reintroduce it. And the way I was able to do that is through Twitter spaces. Interesting. Which and, and so I don't know if you're familiar with Twitter spaces well, or not. Well, I'm going to ask you to explain it because I think I know it, sure. but I want you to walk me through it a little bit. So it's the craziest thing. Um, Matt Couch is a good friend of mine. And we were talking about it the other day because he's one of the co-hosts on my Twitter space. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking, he says, you know, it's crazy that we've gone all this way. And essentially we've gone back to like crappy internet radio. <laughs> I said, yeah, I guess so. But that's what people want. They like the, they, you know, they like the classic Christmas songs. The organic kind like of feel like of it. Sound of, of, of classic conversation. Yeah. But what Twitter spaces is essentially, um, it, it, it's almost like a chat room. Okay. And so, or X now it's called Twitter's mm. X and got it. Twitter X. I but if I it. say X, nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Elon's a funny guy. I know. But, uh, so you have this, this, it used to be called something else. It'd be called uh, Periscope. And then before that, there was something called Clubhouse. There was all these ways where people can kind of collaborate and talk to each other. Interesting. Uh, Twitter Spaces is like the latest iteration of that. Essentially, okay. it's like a giant chat room. You have different hosts. And then, you know, you, you kind of feel like who you like that runs the room the best. Like imagine going through Zoom and just like kind of flicking through the different meetings. And you're like, oh, here's Bank of America's corporate earnings meeting. Boring. Oh, here's, you know. And then you find where you're like, oh, I really like the way this zoom meeting is so and essentially that's what it is with no cameras you just find the group of people you like listening to the most and you either listen or you can participate Mm -hmm. and so i was just i discovered it by accident i'm like what is this and i started listening and i started like these people have really great conversations and it was almost like radio like you had hosts they invited conversations they had guests i'm like they're doing radio so what i did was i took everything i was doing on radio and just started hosting my own spaces on twitter and my spaces did really well um, because I brought a format to it. And I don't want to say level of professionalism as if 
the other spaces hosts aren't professional, but I took a broadcast background and the format of a show and the pace of the show and brought it to Twitter spaces. And what I do is I I continue the Twitter space after my radio show. I invite my guests from Twitter spaces, I'm sorry, from the radio on a Twitter space so they can actually interact with an audience, almost like callers. And every time I I have a new guest come on a Twitter spaces, we had Dan Ball on uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Tim Murtaugh was on, I think a few months ago. But every time with some of these guys, they come in that never do Twitter spaces because they're big deals. They're like, man, that was a lot of fun. They go, I'm only going to do an hour. And then they stay in all night. Because what happens is you get in a situation where you're able to have these really great discussions and then people come up and then they participate. And then you get interesting people. Like we had a space where uh, Congressman Gates, Congressman Mills, uh, Congressman Santos, they were all in the same space. Interesting. And three or four congressmen were listening. And we had reporters come in and, and we're breaking news right there in, in Twitter spaces. Interesting. And it, it just became very exciting. And I learned early on in, this, in that realm that I'm able to do what I wanted to do on radio and introduce it to a digital audience. And so, yeah, we've been successful with it and it's been a tremendous Isn't platform. that cool? And so is it only after your show from seven to eight, like after the eight o'clock hour, you go to Twitter spaces or have you also done other times as well? Well, that's how I got started in Twitter spaces. I went in other people's spaces. So, uh, you know, you, you have to request a mic. There's a little button you press, you request okay. the mic. And then once you, you know, sometimes you won't get invited to speak on what they call a stage mm-hmm. because they don't know who you are. Right. But I, you know, I had my profile that said radio host, 94.9 FM. I'm a lawyer. And I, you know, had a nice headshot. So I look like a, not a crazy person. <laughs> so I was invited to speak yeah. in a few different spaces. And then once I started speaking with them, I'm like, Oh, you're really cool. Come back in any time. And that. then there's always the spaces is kind of a small group, a mm. community, people kind of listen to each other's spaces. Yeah. And so once people started hearing me in different spaces, they started inviting me in their spaces. And, you know, I started developing good relationships with the other Twitter space hosts. And that is how inevitably I ended up hosting my own with support of my other Twitter spaces friends. And it's like a big family. We all support each other. We go in each other's spaces. Like tonight, uh, good friends of mine, uh, Pirate Radio and another uh, group called Shell Shock, they combine the show. Mm. They have their space tonight. I'll go into there. I have a friend who does Trump Tuesdays and that's their Twitter space. It's Mark huh. Naughton. He's an independent journalist. Uh-huh. I go into his spaces and, you know, we just said, and you also can get really interesting guests for your radio show from Twitter spaces because you can yeah. find interesting people in there. And, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of, how do I find out, it? But, how do I find yeah. it? Like when I go to what used to be called Twitter and which is now X, yeah. how do I, when I jump on there, is there, is there an icon? Is there something that I'm going to, to find the spaces? How does that? Yeah. There's, okay. let's see if I can find it on my phone. It's, okay. it's, it's like a little, it's like a little microphone. Okay. It says spaces. It's in everybody's app. Okay. Nobody knows it's there. I don't. And, um, yeah. You just click it and it tells you what spaces are going on. But also if, and you probably don't even realize what you're seeing, but if you're in your app, Mm-hmm. And you look at the top of the screen if you're on your for you feed, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see like a little. No, I have seen that. See like magenta ovals, yes, or blue ovals. Uh-huh. Those are either the live shows that are being broadcasted or the spaces. People just ignore them, but you click into them and it's a space. That's oh, where everybody is. That's so you see the title of the spaces and you can kind of decide if you want to be in there or not. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of click through them. You'd be like, that one's interesting. And you, you click in and you, you don't necessarily have to speak. You can click in, you nope. can listen, you can yep. gather information or, or you can yeah. offer to speak up if you, it, yeah. and it, you can be accepted or not accepted. That's fascinating. So yes, I knew about Clubhouse. So I've, I've, I've ha- I think I have an icon for every one of those apps on my phone because I'm always curious about the latest sort of technology but spaces, more than anything else, I've been hearing more and more about. As much as yeah. Twitter has been, or whatever we're going to call it, um, is 
is a place where I used to go to find breaking news. It's changed a lot. The algorithms changed now with the new ownership and the new, but spaces still, I think has maintained kind of this integrity and this conversation that's interesting. So I'm glad to know that and cool for you that you can actually like, there are people that you invite on much like when you have a podcast, as I'm sure, you know, like having a radio person ask you to join their radio show is the way you do grow your audience by participating in other people's space that are on that, that medium already. That's so cool. Um, so what do you think, do you take callers in the hour or is it basically you and, and tell me about the format of the show itself? The radio show? Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to take callers. When I say I'm supposed to, I mean, I have a live radio show so I can take callers. Yeah. I don't think I ever give out the number, which, okay. you know, <laughs> kind of interferes with your ability. Yeah. Well, you're there for one people. hour though. It's kind of a short, you have a short platform. So I, I get that because that can definitely yeah. derail a lot of the time. So how does that, so te- tell me about the format. Well, we have a very, very fast paced show. Uh, if you listen to the show, the I have high cadence, as you can hear me talking here, yeah. and I pack a lot of information in a very short amount of time. So the first, you know, the first quarter of the show is always, uh, "Hey, we haven't met, we haven't talked in a week, so here's what you missed." Mm-hmm. Like for example, Monday there was a there was another quote unquote presidential debate. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I've been calling them candidate. I've been calling them candidate forums, but that's a whole. Other I don't thing. even know what you call that. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, so. If you want to be entertained, it's there. Uh, we had a house explode in Alexandria, or sorry, Arlington, mm-hmm. um, on Monday after my show. So all these things happen during the week. And so I spend the beginning of the show kind of talking about everything that's happening, giving my take on it. Okay. And then we move into whatever the theme of the show is. So okay. uh, and, the, and the theme of this coming up show, for example, is it's actually different than anything I've ever done. It's related around cryptocurrency oh, okay. and uh, blockchain. Yeah. I've never understood it, but I have all these friends in this space and, and I'm big on growing my audience and I never want to be in an echo chamber. So I only do, I don't want to only talk about to Trump supporting conservatives. I don't want to talk to, you know, this group of people or that group of people. I want to talk to different people right. to get different perspectives. That's interesting. And it makes me grow as a human and as an entertainer where I can go and share that information with people. It's dynamic. Absolutely. So, I have all these people in the crypto space and it's on Twitter. Those are the biggest Twitter spaces or huh. X or whatever. Yeah. Um, those are the biggest spaces. They have the largest followings. A lot of people are into it. I just don't understand it. It's I like you had that friend in college that was studying business and you're like, <laughs> Oh, what do you want to do when you graduate? They're like, Oh, I want to do. And they say whatever their business title is. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I don't want to sound uh, stupid. So yeah, that sounds fun. And when people talk blockchain and Bitcoin and crypto and stuff to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. No idea. But then I have all these friends that are now explaining it to me. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really interesting the way blockchain works with secure transactions. And there's groups now who are go- lobbying the government to allow regulations to do things like get a mortgage through blockchain because blockchain protects data. And especially in worlds now where things are getting hacked and information is getting hacked, it's, it's really interesting how something like cryptocurrency and the, and the building blocks of cryptocurrency, which is this blockchain, um, which makes it secure how it's be having practical applications now. And so we're going to have a show on Monday about that. So what we'll do is we'll talk about like, you know, the news of the week, and then we'll go right into the meat and potatoes of the show. I'll set it up. And I usually have audio clips or video clips or or whatever I'm going to be talking about. And then I invite guests on to kind of become the subject matter experts or the opinion experts on whatever we're talking about. And that's why the show just goes so fast because we go from wrapping up the news to introducing the topic to bringing in guests and it's fast and it's, it's fun. Yeah. It goes by really, we just, 
we just have a lot of fun with it. That's fantastic. And I mean, isn't that part of it too? Like if you're not having fun, your audience is not having fun. So like it's, it's contagious. I mean that there's no question about that. Do you have a staff? Do you have a team of people that you work with? How does that work for you? Are you a one man show? Like, tell me a little bit about your, your setup. Quasi one man band. Okay. Uh, A friend of mine and a business partner who, you know, um, assists me with booking and other aspects of the show. Awesome. Um, But I do, um, I I find all my own video clips. I download them all. I have to send them all into the studio. I edit them. I I put the run of show together. Like I'll put the whole, you know, I'll I'll block the show out. It's a a whole document, two pages long. That's so impressive. I'm going to talk about at the beginning. I'll even make notes to myself of what I want to talk about with my listeners about what I did over the weekend. So everything is scripted to an extent as far as what I'm going to talk about. The words that come out of my mouth are not scripted, obviously. Right. But yeah, every audio clip, everything that I do, all the promotion of the show, booking the guests to some extent. Um, then putting the show out to all the different platforms, promoting it. Yeah, I do it all myself. It's it's a tremendous amount of work, but it's you know, but it's also it. but you love it, right? I mean, yeah. and so you've just described my podcast program. I don't even yeah. have a booker. Uh, in yeah. fact, our friend Brian Walton, who we share in in uh, in common, and many of my uh, listeners are very good friends with Brian. So thank okay. you to Brian Walton saying your name out loud on the on the podcast um, for introducing David and I because uh, because he too knows that. These projects, when when you when it's a pro, when it's a project of love and compassion, one that you're connected with and that you really enjoy, as much as it's work, it's also it's a ton of fun, right? And your name's on the show, right? So you want it to be great, and you want to offer really good, fun, interesting content, which is fantastic. Yeah. But when you're not doing the radio show, what keeps you busy? My kids, my yeah. day job. I'm an attorney. Okay. Um, I also volunteer for about everything you can volunteer for. I've always been involved in the community. I serve as vice chair of a, a like a zoning board here for the city. Oh wow! Um, I work on campaigns uh, during campaign season. I just wrapped up an off year uh, mayoral campaign as a consultant. Uh, I do everything. I, I like to stay busy. Yeah. I learned a long time ago, and unfortunately, and maybe I have a problem. But uh, if you don't step up to lead somebody else will. Yeah. And what I learned, unfortunately, is when you don't step up and the other person who tends to step up to lead are not usually doing it for the best reasons. And rather than sit on the sidelines and complain about who does step up, I took the obligation to do it myself. I've always been involved in whether it be athletics that my kids are involved in or their school. I don't want to simply sit back and complain. I want to be able to take an active role. I have an education. I have some skills. And if I can offer that and make it better for everybody, I do. Because who else will fill that void? That's and, and sometimes good people do fill the void. Sometimes yeah. bad people fill those voids. And so I do the best I can to kind of make sure I'm able to contribute as much as I can. And it does wear me a little thin sometimes, but when you have passion, it's, it's you know, it, it makes life. It, worth it drives you for sure. For yeah. sure. And are you an, are you a Florida native? Like, did you grow up in Florida? Or are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. always and, in that I region. I always joke anytime I ask, any people ask me about Florida, I was going, yeah, Florida. Because <laughs> everywhere else, everybody talks, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> but yeah, I, I grew up here uh, in South Florida and mm-hmm. I went to college at Florida State University and then uh, traveled a little bit trying to make it. And that's when I went to law school at FIU in Miami and just kind of bounced around the country and Florida. And it's his home. You know, we have nice weather. Our winters are mild, our summers Absolutely. are hot. Absolutely. I can fly anywhere, go on any cruises or any amusement. I can literally have anything I want, any cuisine, interact with any kind of people and get every disease in the known world because it all comes through here. So it's, I've got a great immune system too. So Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's, and it's probably the state that I have visited the most. If I had to say like which state I'd visited the most, it is probably most likely Florida. 
Uh, I say it right, I think. I used to say Florida, Florida. but I don't say that anymore. Uh, I had a roommate that was from Florida, though. So she was like, it's two syllables and not three. Uh, And that was kind of the way she put it to me. So I think I got it right. Um, All right. So, David, as we end our get to the end of our conversation here, 30 minutes in, always, I promise people to get and get out. Um, Who is it, do you think, for a future conversation I should uh, invite at your uh, request? Well, it depends on what you want to talk about. <laughs> so, you know, Brian is, uh, you mentioned Brian Walton. I don't, you haven't had him on your show. You need him. If it wasn't for Brian, I wouldn't have a radio show. He, we met at CPAC years ago. I was working on a different show. Um, and Brian and I just became, we became friends. And when I was thinking about doing this radio show, I was looking for people who can help me. And Brian was one of the first people I called. And he's like, brother, I believe in you. You could do this. And then we partnered up. And I, so I wouldn't even be sitting in front of you right now if it wasn't for Brian Walton. So, uh, he's and he's such a knowledgeable person. He lives such an interesting life. He should be on your show. Okay. But if you're looking for if you're looking for contra, I mean, not when I, if you're looking for people who are doing interesting stuff in the spaces, you know, Matt Couch, a good friend of mine, he would be great for you to interview. I'm sure he would love to do your show. He's working on something now. Um, we're actually working on something together. So I guess sneak preview to your listeners. Um, there's a, a website that's in the conservative space, but it's called uh, pilled.net, P-I-L-L-E-D.net. And it's a crazy world where you can kind of have your video and then you have all these comments. And if people like what you're doing, they can kind of throw you emojis that pay you. And it's a really fun, interactive way to do podcasting. And so he's just did a, a, a exclusive deal with them to do his shows there. And, and, and he and I are going to do a show there together uh, starting in January on that platform. Awesome. And Congratulations. So really exciting. So I guess I'm breaking news here on your. Um, I love it. Uh, hey, we're, on, on I'm your, always open for breaking news. And I, yeah. you know, I've known. So Bra- that's going to be fun. And of course, the David Pollack show, we're about to um, do some more technological investments and be everywhere and. And, and do a lot more high quality video content. And so everything's always growing and being exciting. Fi- Matt would be a great person That's amazing. Uh, to join and talk about what he's doing with Pilled. And um, again, Brian Walton, he, he's a star. And, Brian uh, Walton and I have been friends for a lifetime. Yeah. Um, he is absolutely the best radio booker on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's also a great human and a great friend. Um, but I will also reach out to Matt because I'm grateful for that. I talked, like I said, before we even got started, I talked to everybody from all sides of the aisle. This is this is absolutely a conversation about how people are communicating their messages and getting their word out. Also, too, as I mentioned before, in the show notes, I'll make sure that our listeners are listening and finding you and know how to track not only the podcast, the show, but also to figure out where you are on Twitter spaces, because that's a really cool technology that I certainly don't know a ton about. But now I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm going to follow it more. David, today was my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time for us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Friday Reporter podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love having this show. I love you to be part of it. Thanks again. Thanks to PR Daily for being a partner. And thanks to the folks at Big Wig Podcast for letting us be part of their network. See you soon.